I don't know where I was. La- why? I why am I so bad at this? You have a script. I do. I, I got off script. <laughs> Does it say what am Look, I doing I can... here? Hi, and welcome to another episode of Dungeons and Degrees. My name's Adrian. And I'm Alex. And today we have a special guest. Special guest, introduce yourself. Hi, I'm Eddie. I go by a tiny horse on Twitch. Very happy to be here. <laughs> a tiny horse. All right, so you you do RP on Twitch? I do. Yeah, okay. yeah. Um, all of my RP has been through Twitch, honestly. Um, all in the digital space. So all video games of some kind. What is your top one to RP on? Uh, lately, it has really been, and probably for the past few years has been grand theft auto 5 mm-hmm. incredible that a game that old is uh has such a big community behind it especially a role play community uh but that that's been a major one just because of the way the software is and how probably against rockstar's wishes honestly uh the, the company that makes its wishes uh it, it is moddable mm-hmm. and people have kind of find found ways to really make it uh very immersive and interesting and really feel like in a live city that you can have a character that's truly your own, just kind of live in and exist in. And so that, that's been my main one. Uh, I've also done a bit of Red Dead Redemption, still kind of sticking with the Rockstar, mm-hmm. <laughs> under the Rockstar umbrella. Uh, Red Dead Redemption 2, when, when I want some more cowboy vibes. Uh, and so those are my main ones. That's wild. Okay, so did you RP, like, before you streamed it? Did you just get into the RP because of streaming? How, how did you get into that sphere? It's kind of a weird story, honestly. I was originally when I played, yeah, when I played video games, I was very into the competitive scene. uh, And I found it incredibly stressful because I wasn't very good at any games um, when it came to trying to be. But that's what I think a lot of us like grow up and we understand video games to be. Even when they were at home consoles and you invite your friends over and, you know, trying to beat your friend or or, or whatever it might be. Uh, And so I played a lot of shooters which i wasn't very good at um and then i landed in world of warcraft um where i was a diehard pvp what did um, you play what did you play so i was a rogue uh for the longest time <laughs> let me tell you <laughs> and then we... let me tell you i rated i was like number two dps on my server it was not a very big server wow. i played a fucking <laughs> i refused to play anything other than an ice mage because my hair was fucking blue i made everyone crazy because i was like i'm not changing shit fuck you i'm ice all the way yep i don't know. i um and the reboot when they rebooted world of warcraft i i played a mage and i liked it so much more rogue, rogue was too up close in person what i have no idea but i played yeah. so i played on a macbook I don't know if this is just going to, everyone's going to be like, what the fuck, Alex? Um, I played on a MacBook. I did not have a mouse. I played on my trackpad and I didn't have oh any macros. Gosh. I just like was really good at some point, which is probably why I have carpal tunnel in my hands wow. now. That's incredible. No macros <laughs> and the trackpad. You were like swinging the heavy bat. Two, 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 two. No. Yeah. And so. Through playing online games like that, I learned what RP was. For for anybody who knows World of Warcraft, especially back in the day, uh, uh, RPers and PVPers are like mortal enemies. (laughs) 
uh, especially when the battlegrounds were around and you'd have you'd be against an rp server when they started <laughs> to do the server versus server and they'd be trying to role play the pvp while the pvpers are just as hard as they can <laughs> trying to win um <laughs> and so i i always had kind of seen it like that and then i started branching out to other games and as i was getting older and playing other things i started to play it, it my RP journey truly started with um, Friday the 13th, the game, as random as that is. Nice. <laughs> um, that game came out, and I, the day one, I downloaded it. I was so excited to play it, and I was obsessed with it. I played it way too many hours a day. I was in school at the time, too, so it was terrible <laughs> that I was playing it so much. Uh, but I played it constantly, and somebody messaged me after a game and said, Hey, I'm a streamer. I love what you do with the role playing in the game. You should stream. Or he kind of said, like, I love what you do in the game. You should try streaming. And I thought, well, I'm spending so many hours playing. I guess I could dedicate <laughs> some time to streaming. And so I started it up. And what I was noticing in my chat was a lot of people were saying they thought it was so funny that I role play. And I was sort of like, huh, am I role playing? Is that what I'm doing? Because <laughs> I would just play my character, whoever my character was that because uh, you kind of like could choose or you'd get randomly selected to be Jason at times. I would just pretend I'm that person and I would play it out like I was. So I'd act terrified and then I'd plead Jason not to kill me and all this ridiculous <laughs> kind of stuff. Um, I, yes. That game, I thought, did such a service to fans letting Jason and the survivors talk to each other. Um, so it was just area chat. And so if you were near someone, you could talk to them if you weren't. Um, they wouldn't be able to hear you or they'd hear you if you ran off into the distance, kind of get softer until they couldn't hear you anymore. And it just made for really funny moments. And I loved it. I, I had so much fun with the game. Uh, and then I was like, huh, if what I'm doing is role play, this is the most fun I've ever had with a video game because I'm not competitive at all. I don't care if I, if I get beat. Um, I just am laughing and enjoying my time. And so, uh, in fact, a lot of times with the role playing as the characters, I would, I would kind of put myself at a handicap to lose just because I was doing something silly or something like that <laughs> that I thought would be funny with the character. Um, and so I started to do a little bit of research and I found a, a few communities that were really serious about role play. Um, and I started to consider like, is this kind of a path I want to go down? It's so much fun. And um, I'm certainly better at it than I am at shooters and competitive games. <laughs> And I and I that's when I started to really find like the, specifically the Grand Theft Auto um, community because Red Dead is sort of a blossoming RP community. It's it's just starting out and it's really starting to gain roots. But Rockstar uh, doesn't love people modding their game at all, especially doesn't love them playing on private servers because it means less money for them. They like to sell things for the online mode. So they uh, Red Dead was a. a tough shell to crack for modders to actually get in there and do things um and what, what's been found is rockstar won't stop anyone from doing it because like with grand theft auto it keeps people buying a game that's almost 15 years old now if not 15 years old i actually heard once that gta 5 is um the highest selling piece of media ever including movies tv video games anything it, it has sold more copies over its lifespan than anything so i think they've decided to just say if it's if it's isn't broke we just won't fix it and we'll let people keep buying it right um and that's when i started to kind of dabble into the grand theft auto world 
and really started to try to RP in there and, and kind of sink my teeth in a little bit. It was a shell shock at first to see what real RP is compared to just being silly in a game. <laughs> um, <laughs> Because uh, you're confronted with many different things, totally different than what I was expecting to find. Um, but I fell in love with it. Nice. So this this jump from like uh, competitive to P- to RP just for fun, and then RP like like full on servers, not just like being silly. You yeah. you said there was like some sort of culture shock. So do you, when did you feel like you've been you were like finally like okay, I finally get this. I know what I want to do. Yeah. It's so strange because I think role play is such an interesting journey. Uh, it's almost like you're always finding those moments where you're like, I think I get it. And then it's like, oh, I don't get it. <laughs> um, like life. Like a and, life. Uh, literally, it, it really does feel that way sometimes. Uh, or you'll come across somebody who's role playing that you're like, wow, I never thought to kind of apply it in that way. Or I never thought to do that thing. I remember my... My character, who who I actually still play, my, my kind of original guy, was um, I'm from New York and uh, semi-naturally have a thick New York accent, although I can suppress it <laughs> uh, <laughs> because, because I was going to school for therapy and stuff and they kind of like went over it a little bit in New York. But if you go anywhere else, you should try to tone it down <laughs> a bit. Um, and I'm from Staten Island, so a, a particularly aggressive <laughs> New York accent. <laughs> Um, and so that character is fun because I just let it fly. Right. So he'll be like, oh, I'm walking over here. What are we doing? Like, he's very, he's very like, he can be everything I grew up around. And um, he's sort of a parody of Staten Island where I grew up. Uh, very much thinks he's connected to the mafia because he watched mob movies growing up. Like, no real understanding of what <laughs> any of that is or what the criminal world actually is. And so uh, the idea is he kind of gets himself in over his head and I thought it would be funny to join the Russian mafia um, role playing that he doesn't know the difference. He just thinks the mafia is the mafia. <laughs> and so that was kind of the direction I went with him. And uh, seeing people do drama RP was when I first felt my first kind of shock. Cause I had known, like I said, RP to be get very funny and very kind of jovial. And then to see people, uh, they call it perming their character which is having their character pass away and they delete their character. I was like, wow, this is, this is like emotional. And I was like, this is not at all what I'm used to doing kind of silly stuff. And that's when I started to, I think, really think about RP differently. And when I started to really understand that we're all sort of actors in our own separate spaces coming together digitally to try to make an impromptu story and and that really was, uh, I think, when I felt I was starting to get it, that we really are kind of connected through this story we're weaving just on the spot, on the fly. Uh, and I was just floored with what I was seeing because then I became so interested in, well, now I have to watch this person's stream or watch this <laughs> over here because I'm so interested in what that character's story is or I'll bump into a character and I'll be like, I have to know more. How did they develop? How did they start? And it was it was amazing. I I really was uh, uh, very into it very quickly, <laughs> but very much still learning always. <laughs> Absolutely, and I think that's so strange because I was just when you were talking about people choosing to like basically kill off their characters, 
and how different that feels in playing D and D that mm-hmm. most of the time when we talk about death in tabletop RPGs, it's, it's accidental. It's not necessarily I'm making the choice to off my character. It's more like, Oh, well the dice rolls happen to play against sure. what I was doing. And I don't know, I don't know which one is even better or worse. And I know that there are tabletop deaths that are quote unquote on purpose that they, they play a, a story role. But I think, I don't know. That feels like, I, is it true that like, it feels different? I don't know. Does it feel different in, in the hey. RP world? Does that make sense? Yeah. I get what you're saying. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think that's actually a really interesting point. Cause I think it does. It kind of is on a razor's edge there a bit because because accidental, there's sort of a fate element um, and almost like a mini bit of realism to the fact that things can just go wrong. And, and it's sort of a fact of life in, in a sort of scary, beautiful, like brutal way. But with the planned RP deaths, it can be such an interesting thing. Sometimes they do happen sporadically where someone will decide. Um, I know some are peers who play very, very strict. Um, they kind of make their own rule set for their RP, and they feel if this, if my character would not have survived whatever just happened to them, that's it. I'll let, I'll let go, and I'll just, I'll just call this a perma. I've also, I, I recently had a friend who played his character for five years and decided he was going to role play his character's death, and. Uh, it was emotional. I was shocked. I was in tears. Uh, we, you know, and the nature of uh, something like a Grand Theft Auto is you go down to the hospital and uh, you had the doctors are all people. Um, so the doctors do their surgery stuff and they do this and they do that. And they, they really like try to rub right up against that realism that I think can be very like very cinematic in a way. But I think they are they they do feel so different to me because in in role play on on Grand Theft Auto and things like that, it's always the character who plays them the the player's choice whether their character has actually died from whatever happened. But sometimes people do it very unexpectedly. But they are always the puppet master behind <laughs> the scenes. It's always their call, um, and that's so so different than kind of what what you're describing, Alex, because that is a I don't know how that would be. I'm trying to like put myself in those shoes on a dice roll. My character you would go and be like, oh man. You said there's like drama as perma, a subset of the drama RP. It can be. So my character has over time sort of like learned his way. And he actually reached a point where he became one of the prevalent leaders in an Italian mafia, um, which took years to get to this point. Uh, where he had the right people show him things and teach him, and he started to develop as a person and start to understand a little more what was going on around him. And sometimes you war with other groups. So there's uh, people who will roleplay uh, Southside Street Gangs. There are people who will roleplay the Baratva Russian mob and the Italian mob, and and then civilians, uh, which are a huge part of it. A lot of times in, in war and things like that, a perma will really pull some incredible role play out of everything because then you have to consider what is everyone's reactions this is a storyline that will never end the server will be up and it's just going to continue so how does it affect the people around them Uh, and everyone's going to have such a different 
reaction to a character's death. Uh, an enemy of that group may celebrate it while the members of that group are going to seriously mourn it, maybe look for revenge, maybe call it quits on the criminal life and decide, wow, this is, this is very real. I could die here. I, I should walk away. Uh, and it becomes so interesting that that friend who had that five-year character, it was in the midst of a war that, that he, he passed and it was uh, his character passed. And it was such a, such a gut punch to a lot of the family but to that other side it was a major victory and a proof that they were making this huge progress in uh he, he was the don of the mafia <laughs> so it was to them this major win and i think it really really emphasized the drama just yesterday i saw someone perma their character in a totally different way <laughs> really leaning away from drama and just being uh they were uh at a pizza shop and got too close to the oven <laughs> and caught fire and decided they would perma that way and and made a whole comedy routine out of it. So it was such a different vibe. <laughs> I mean, one, we're all crying in a hospital. <laughs> and then in the other, it's just sort of this random chaos <laughs> that happens. Um, a pizza worker just reaching too far into the brick oven and falling in kind of thing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. that has some real you sims know. vibes to it though it's totally it's the totally. dichotomy of man you know yeah. yeah war and pizza ovens yes absolutely that was the original title it was not war and peace it was war and pizza yeah. ovens yep i think you're right <laughs> And so it's interesting to see how different role players pull different things with the same set of tools. Nice. How do you like get more people into a server or is it just kind of flux where like some people come in for a couple of days and leave or like, is there for you or your, the server you're on or the multiple servers? I don't know. Um, how does that kind of work out? That's a great question, actually, Adrian. Uh, the servers are a huge part of it, which I really didn't understand when I first joined. Every server will not only have their own kind of vibe, they have their own owners and staff team and things like that. Um, they also use their own set of mods. So they'll have a dev team, much like a video game that's regularly updated, and they are all very unique. They all have a lot of unique qualities to them. They handle gangs uh differently they handle uh jobs and civilian life differently the police force all played by real people they they handle them very very differently some things may be available on one server that simply don't exist on another and i i think the server is a huge part finding the server that's right for you some will be semi-serious some will be very very serious uh you can get banned uh for not following role play rules so if you go in and you start um saying uh, hey message me on discord and we should play valorant later you know things like that they're gonna they're gonna get on top of you for those kind of things breaking my immersion exactly exactly and so uh this i i started off actually on a public server uh which just means anyone can join they can hop right into the server start playing right away they just ask that you read the rules and you're good. You can jump right in and start playing. And on those servers, we saw a lot of people play for a day or two and then leave. Um, so you'd meet new people all the time. Uh, you were never, you, you had the core people that were playing regularly. Uh, but if you went to the grocery store to 
get some food or a drink or something like that, you'd run into all sorts of characters that were either just made or were kind of new to RP. And I had played there for a while. My character owned like a little restaurant actually on that server called Mama Mia's Pizzeria. <laughs> <laughs> hell yeah, hell yeah. And uh, it was great because uh, I, I got to interact with a lot of people, some people who were new, um, some people who uh, were veterans and very clear veterans to role play. Then you kind of move up to the whitelist servers. Those servers require an application, a lot like a job application. They want to know your role play experience. They want to know what kind of characters you like to make. They want to question you on the rules and have you explain your understanding of them. For streamers, concern is always meta gaming, so that always comes up, uh, which is you know people telling you information your character would not have naturally obtained, which can happen. People in chat really like to tell you stuff when they want you to do it. <laughs> so you know you're at war with another crew; they're telling you where they are <laughs> in chat and things like that. And so they ask that streamers kind of like keep that wrangled in. The whitelist servers are kind of go like that. There are also whitelist servers plus an interview. So after they approve your application, they want to bring you in for an interview, um, speak to you, check that your mic is good, and then just kind of talk with you a little bit about your understanding of role play. And you notice the quality of role play really go up as you go from one to the other. And then there are the sort of mecha servers, just the servers that are top of the top. Right now on Grand Theft Auto, the, that server is no pixel. Um, which is sort of like the the pinnacle, very, very, very hard to get into. In the five years I've known of the servers, their applications have never been open. <laughs> you, you actually usually have to pay a little bit of money to get onto there. <laughs> some palms. <laughs> yeah, 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 that's usually what you have to do. And that's where kind of the biggest, basically, if you name any Twitch streamer and they've done GTA roleplay even for a moment just to check it out, that's the server they play on. It's a well-protected server. Um, so that people don't grab IPs or do anything malicious. And the roleplay standard is about as high as it gets there. For like a Red Dead Redemption 2, things are just starting out. So they follow that same kind of formula. But one of the servers that's really emerging as the, the, the kind of peak there is a, a server called Wild RP. And they do some really fun, interesting stuff that really is, is impressive. Um, things like making your own tonics out of herbs you can find all over the world. And then you can make labels slap it on and uh, people will see those labels in game and you can have your own tonic shop you can own a bar you could do all these incredible things there that's so cool do you think that it for newer our peers would it be easier to go into something like the gta kind of servers or the red dead i think red dead is having a really interesting boom right now it's slowly starting up <clears throat> slowly starting up in a way that I think is really healthy. A lot of people who are really interested in role play and actually interfacing with other people are getting into there. Grand Theft Auto is, is really great too, but I think what can be a little dizzying for new players is how many Grand Theft Auto servers there are. Um, there truly are thousands, just thousands of thousands. And um, it's hard to find the right one. Uh, they really can be, it can be very tricky um, there's, they are kind of well known for some of them being very toxic, um, and you'll see some <laughs> of the stuff in there that is not great. Um, and so it's all about finding the right one, and, and doing research is sometimes very tricky um, because the servers do advertise, and a lot of times the way they will advertise is pay a streamer or staff a streamer uh, or a YouTuber who will 
put out a review of the server, uh, not disclosing that they are sort of sponsored by this server to say really nice things about it. And so sometimes (laughs) things that feel like research are actually sort of kind of paid advertising and things like that. Uh, Red Dead is a little bit less that way because it's kind of just starting out and it's a little less known right now, but it is getting, getting much bigger. Uh, With that said though, there's a lot of options in both. And so starting on a public server and things like that is, is really a great way to do it. That's how I started. And that's how I really learned. And I, uh, you know, I felt it gave me a really good understanding of what I was actually doing with roleplay uh, before jumping into one of the whitelists and getting yourself banned. And that could be really a frustrating experience, <laughs> especially when you're breaking rules you don't understand right away. How many characters do you have? So I have a couple. My uh, Grand Theft Auto, I, uh, I, I really main this one character. I find that I uh, have trouble making time for other characters because I really like the one I have and I really love developing his storyline. And he's sort of emerging on a new server. I'm sort of uh, getting him acclimated into the new server that I'm on, which is uh, the NoPixel uh, server. And so that's been sort of a journey because it's so, so different than anywhere else I've been. And then I have on Red Dead 2 characters... One is uh, just off the boat from Italy, and he has a thick Italian accent, and he's very fancy. And then uh, a very gruff, kind of off the train from all the way east, dock worker, who's uh, from New York and and is sort of annoyed by everything Western. You know, the dust, (laughs) the mud, and, you know, no paved streets, and he's just aggravated. (laughs) Exactly, (laughs) exactly. Not used to the Southern accent, none of that. (laughs) I'm sensing a trend with you, Eddie. I don't know what it is. There's something yeah. <laughs> you're you're playing into your strengths. Yes, as a absolutely. man from Staten Island. <laughs> it's true. It's so true. <laughs> so when you go into any of these games, like how does the storyline progress? Is it every time I log in, it's the next day? Is it like a couple days after? How do you how do you keep up with the storyline itself? Is it like a server storyline yeah. or is it like character individual storyline? I guess I'll narrow my question down. <laughs> yeah, no, that, that's, a, that's actually a great question. They do have a day-night cycle. And so over the course of 24 hours, you might get about a month's worth of day-night cycle. And so uh, a lot of times some servers will kind of ignore that day-night cycle. Not ignore it in-game, uh, but not refer to them as months and things like that. They'll refer to uh, real-life days as the days so if somebody's saying, I'll see you tomorrow, they don't mean in two hours when it when it's technically tomorrow in the game. But uh, the the storylines are really kind of more to the individual. And then w- what becomes interesting is it all kind of weaves into a larger fabric that becomes the server storyline. Events, I've seen events kind of shape and change servers in really fantastic ways. Things that people do and things that they kind of achieve in game sort of really changing the way the flow of the whole server and so it can kind of be an interesting play of both and no matter how kind of insignificant the character might might seem a comedy character who's just doing silly things uh versus large groups of characters who are all having their own unique story together they all play this interesting part to the overall server and that that, that's something i've really loved about these long-term servers um i i know no pixel has been around for 
seven or eight years, I believe. Um, and over that time is never shut down. And so that same storyline from eight years ago is sort of continuing through the characters who are around now and have sort of shaped and changed things in interesting ways. So it's a little bit of both for the, for the most part. I need the like diary log of like the server. I think. Yeah. I hope somebody's <laughs> writing it down and just making it into a, a whole thing. Yeah. I think that's what becomes so, so appealing to content creators about those servers is because the it's, it's so funny, but the the log almost exists through these all these different streams. And um, I remember when I first found um, I know I keep using NoPixel as an example. That's kind no, of the one that I um, that I know the best. First found a character that I loved watching and, and just was so into it. And I loved these characters he was meeting. They were just so funny and interesting. And I used to think to myself, oh, I wish he'd run into them more because I really love seeing them. And then it dawned on me. I can watch their whole storyline from beginning <laughs> to end. It's there online somewhere. And and that became so interesting. I, I think that's why there's such a viewership for it is because there is sort of this desire to read that diary of the whole server. And you can kind of do that by jumping from stream to stream to stream, watching VODs and YouTube videos and things like that, and really piecing together what is happening in the larger picture or you can zoom right into the microscope and watch one story. And uh, I have always referred to it as kind of like this incredible TV show that's shot from a hundred different point of views, <laughs> uh, which can be really fun and also really overwhelming sometimes too. So there can be some kind of like, I'm going to kind of tie this from, to, from a TTRPG. Like some people at the table can be kind of like toxic or rude and you don't find that until like, a couple sessions down when they finally like, okay, now I'm going to be an asshole. How does that happen for a, an RP server? Do, do they get like people like, Oh, he's missing or he's dead. Or like, <laughs> how does the server play that for people who get banned? Oh yes. That's, that's a great question. <laughs> so people who get banned in, um, in grand theft auto are referred to as being sent to the Bahamas <laughs> Or they're in vacation in the Bahamas. The word Bahamas <laughs> usually means they're not coming back. Or um, it, it, if somebody got a three-day ban, you'd say, oh, they're in vacation. They're, they're vacationing at the Bahamas for the next three <laughs> days. And, and usually the reaction is like, oh, what did they do? <laughs> you know? <laughs> so that's that's usually how people will talk about it in in uh, in game. Nice. Okay, cool. I was just yeah. Yeah. You're speaking so much about like how it's like this this you know meeting people and like interacting them with you know 100% RPs but and I was just like I've had to write a person out before so yes. <laughs> that's so funny it's very difficult so like do there's a different ways no just they're in Bahamas adios <laughs> yeah the, the best is when they'll come back some people I, I've known have come back from a from a short ban and they talk about like how great the Bahamas was or, <laughs> or even better, sometimes they'll talk about how much they hated the Bahamas <laughs> <laughs> and their vacation was horrible. <laughs> beautiful, beautiful. Yeah. yeah, it's and and truly a whole other language evolves through those through those games because there's so much sometimes you want to say to someone, even to help them out when someone's new to role play, mm -hmm. even new to a server. So they even if they're a role play veteran and they join a new server. They might not know how to do simple things because they're all so unique from one another. 
And so something as simple as getting in a car, what button do I press to get in the car? <laughs> and so you might want to ask that, but you don't know how to quite ask it. And so people ask, oh, I'm, I'm having trouble getting in the car. Is there? And some people will say, well, you just have to pull that handle there that, that has the E written on it. Um, or, <laughs> or people will say um, a really popular one is, is flex your E muscle. Um, and, that, and that just means click the E button and that'll help you get into the car. <laughs> nice, nice. I love the, the language that goes behind it. Yeah. Because, you know, you're trying not to, you're being helpful and not breaking RP. <laughs> right. Exactly. Exactly. And people can be very clever. I've heard some really, really interesting um, ways of describing things that have blown my mind. I've been like, wow, they really, they really thought about that one. <laughs> that's awesome yeah, yeah it's 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 truly incredible have you ever what's it called I, I think they call it fail rp or something like that has that ever happened to you i mean i know there's a lot of rules so has that happened to you and how did it like did it feel weird did it feel like uh the server kind of felt off or absolutely yeah i've definitely experienced that it, and it's it's a tough thing uh because really uh, on these servers, you want to hold the RP above everything else. And so even when you're in a scene where people are fail RPing and maybe even blatantly breaking rules, the important thing is to try to role play the scene out to the best of your ability, which can be difficult in some situations. It honestly can be. Even to use myself as an example, when I first started, uh, I didn't know you can't just hit someone with your car. <laughs> Um, you're not supposed to do that. So they, um, they call it VDM, which stands for vehicle death match. Um, <laughs> RDM random death match is also against the rules. So you can't just go around shooting everyone that you see. And, uh, I had a situation where somebody was standing in front of my car and pointed a gun at me. And I was like, I'm in a car. And so I just <laughs> ran over him and um and got in trouble for that uh that's when i learned that is against the rules uh, that was maybe a few weeks into role playing for me just at the very beginning um and uh of course the proper thing to do there would be to fear for your life and throw your hands up and beg you know don't be don't shoot me don't shoot me what do you need but i made a bad decision there and, and the individual kind of role played it out to the best of their ability they were injured they were hurt and then went and talked to the discord and put a ticket out to let the staff know that I did that. <laughs> and, then they, and they were super kind. They actually didn't, didn't ban me, but they, they reached out and were like, uh, do you know the, the VDM rule? I was like, no, They're like you should read the rules again. Look, all I'm <laughs> saying they, they officer really nice is if it. someone's pointing a fucking gun at me while I'm in my car, right. I'm going to continue forward. I... Right. I... Right. Exactly. <laughs> Yeah, and and just to just to give a vibe of how different different servers handle that stuff, they actually changed the VDM rule because of I, I made a, I tried to make a case <laughs> for you know this is what you do right, and they they sort of uh, made a rule where you can't stand in front of the car if you're doing that because you're you're technically in harm's way. Another server would probably not have adjusted rules and things like that. So it's it's interesting how they. Truly, the different admin and staff and ownership teams really handle stuff very different. But I would say to the fail RP, it's really try to role play it to the best you can. I've had people come up to me and ask me, uh, so where are you from in real life? <laughs> and it's like, oh, they're like, you do the New York accent really well. Where, where are you from in real life? And it's like, oh, 
this is a tough one to RP out because I, uh, that's a pretty direct question. <laughs> um, <laughs> and so I'll usually just answer as my character. I would, be, I would say that's a really, that's a strange way to put it, but I'm, uh, I'm from Liberty City, which is what they call New York and Grand Theft Auto, because that's where my character is <laughs> from. Like, you don't have to specify it's real life um, from New York. <laughs> <laughs> nice. That's pretty great. Yeah. Do you have a, do you have scenes that you plan out with other people in order to, to get together on the server? Is that something you ever do outside? Absolutely. That's actually um that's actually a good point because scripted RP is something that's a bit of a mixed opinion topic with a lot of role players. Um some people really like it and feel it enhances their storylines really intensely. Other people despise it and and don't want to do they want it all to be improv. Uh I have uh, definitely done multiple scripted scenes uh and I found that they really do add an interesting jumping off point. Um, if I were to join a server with a friend, I've done things where we're cousins, so we came here from New York together. So it can be as simple as that, just a very light scripted piece of relationship that we had. I've had where uh, we went to school together. I, I've even had where where we may have uh, known each other as children, and I didn't know you moved to Lo- Los Santos, which is you know the the <laughs> where GTA takes place. And so if we bump into each other, we'll act shocked. That we're both in Los Santos. Like, what are you doing here? Did you move here? Like, and kind of have it that way, all the way up to full-on scripted scenes where uh, someone has asked me. Uh, I actually forgot this character um, when you had asked the question, but I did. I, I actually did have another character who was uh, an elderly guy, and someone had asked me, "Can you make a character who's going to kidnap my character at her wedding?" So she's going to get married. Uh, that's a huge people in GTA for some reason love to screw with weddings. They love to make weddings <laughs> as traumatic as possible for everyone attending. And they said, can you make a character? He's, he's going to be, he's going to come in and he's going to be sort of this out of town mobster. Cause they know I, I did kind of the Italian New Yorky voice. And so like, could you change it up a bit, make it sound elderly, bring him, bring him in. And he's going to act like he's taking her to New York because of some storyline she had come up with. And we role play that out kind of to a script, but then the fallout and everything that followed after would be all improvised, um, how people responded to it and things like that. My personal opinion is I, f- I feel like it really can enhance role play when done correctly, especially when all parties involved are aware of what's happening and can kind of be a part of it consensually. Because I, I'm of the opinion, and, and some people don't agree with this, that consent is very important in role play. Um, you can do stuff with people's avatars and characters that are, is uncomfortable for them and things like that, especially when it comes to uh, like violence or kidnapping and things like that. There are certain times where it's obviously very appropriate to do it impromptu when people are in the gang life or doing things that are they know they're entering that role play sphere. But things with people who are, are, are in different positions. I've always been of the mindset to kind of uh, check in. Check in with the actor, I guess, behind the, behind the screen. And um, uh, Discord is a great tool for that uh, because we all uh, have to be on a Discord server to get access to the servers. Um, and so you can very easily look someone up and say, hey, is this okay? Is this comfortable for you? Don't want to make you uncomfortable. Um, I have seen situations that got really uncomfortable because there wasn't consent behind the actions some servers don't allow it i sort of prefer servers that don't allow it but 
um, like torture RP. Not a huge fan. Some people love to do grindhousey movie type stuff. Um, not not a, a huge fan of doing that without the actor's consent. <laughs> right. That feels yeah. absolutely like something because you're already taking it one step from like it is a second life kind of situation, and like, yeah. do I really want to torture you on in the second life? Cool. If right, I do. Yeah, yeah. Consent, man. Absolutely. Ten out of ten. Yeah. So important. <laughs> so important. Yeah. Yep. And so that's how I always always felt. And you can always hit someone up. Hey, I have this Reservoir Dogs kind of style thing in my mind that I think would be really like drama-esque for us to do and here's what i'm thinking and some people will be like yeah i love that idea for a scene that's a really cool idea and some people will be like eh. i've been through some stuff in my life i'm not so uh, excited to do that uh and that's cool too nice awesome so when you when on this discord server you're able to kind of like you know their profiles like they have their their name up or when they change it and everything yep yeah a lot of people will change their nickname on the server um, to include their character name somewhere in there. Um, so some people, m- mine, mine a lot of times would be a tiny horse line, and then my character's name is Tiny Tony. That way, <laughs> <laughs> I, I used to play with a buddy who called me Tiny all the time because that was my, you know, a tiny horse was my name mm-hmm. in all the games we played together. And so I figured if I make my character Tiny Tony, he'll never get in trouble for using my real my real name by mistake if he calls me tiny totally fine he's technically still saying my character's name so that that was kind of my name on a lot of the discords tiny horse uh, tiny tony and then people know if they want to check in with me i'm always you know there gotcha. so do you see like influx of individuals that come in because they see certain streams or they see like or they see your stream like oh i want to get into rp like do you see that as like a positive a negative does it come pros and cons? Yeah. At my core, I love seeing people discover and find a love for RP in any way. Um, and so when they see it on on streams and stuff, I think that's such a cool thing. Because I think that is a huge factor to why people stream it, you know? To get it out there and and have people learn that this style of gaming that I found so freeing from the style of gaming I was doing before exists. Because I think it's something a lot of people need in their gaming and don't realize it you know a break from shooters and defeat screens and uh you know the sort of sweating as you're as you're trying as hard as you can to kind of uh grind points or uh ranks in games there is a a major major difference when large streamers start to play on a server the server i'm on now typically has a queue to get in so you have to wait in line to actually log in Um, The server holds 250 people, and the line is usually about 130 people. So you wait online for a while. Sometimes it can be seven to nine hours, and certain people are given priority over others based on their role play. Ideally, their role play. Sometimes Twitch numbers help. The greasing (laughs) of the palms. Yeah, exactly. And then when we saw major streamers like... uh, I think the most recent that people who know GTA RP will probably recognize is when XQC came onto the NoPixel server. The queue jumped to about uh, 1,200 people, which was incredible. So you're not getting in for days. Um, (laughs) And that was a really interesting thing because it does bring up the question, are people here to roleplay or are people here to stream snipe, get on his stream or hassle him or, or bother him in some way. And, 
and that of course isn't great you do have to do an application but some people are really good at flubbing those and, and getting getting through them and so um you know people with a genuine interest i'm always happy when they discover it through a stream i know that's a that's a big part of why i stream it i i think it's amazing when somebody watches my stream and decides for the first time i'm, I'm gonna try this i'm gonna actually make a character and i've been thinking of this character i think would be cool and um, it's always fun for me when a viewer checks in with me about that stuff. They'll message me and say, do you think this is a good character? Do you think this is cool? I'm thinking about doing it. And it's like, wow, yeah, go for it. Yeah, enjoy it. I'll hop into the world and see what it's like. So I love that part of it. I really do. It's, what are some, like, if you give them, like, five, like, kind of guiding tips, what would you give to a new player? Sure. Um, or three, I don't care. Make sure, you know, I don't want to give you too much stress. <laughs> no, no. Uh, absolutely. I would say uh, number one for me is to always respect people's role play. As silly as sometimes it might be or as serious as it might be, you know, respecting what somebody has kind of envisioned for their character and what they're trying to bring to the table uh, with streaming. If somebody's streaming as uh, or, or, or uh, playing a character who uh, wears a cat mask and a bodysuit and, and thinks they're a cat you know, go with it. It could be fun. <laughs> you know, you know, you don't have to, your role play doesn't always have to be reminding them you're not a cat. <laughs> you're a person, you know, <laughs> that could be fun, but also going with it can be really, really fun too. Uh, and just seeing where it leads them because they probably made that character because they have some kind of intention or thought process. And sometimes seeing where that thought process goes is the whole fun <laughs> of it. <laughs> Which sort of is is probably my my second tip as well is the super cliche improv trope of yes end it changed my whole role play. I, I remember I when I was first getting into role play, I read an improv book, and um, and it was the first time I ever heard that phrase, which was really funny because now I feel like I hear it all the time. <laughs> but yeah, it, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it, I really I realized you know that that really is true. There are maybe times I say no. When I really should be saying like, okay, look, what can I add to what this person just presented me with? And then we can kind of bounce things off each other and land in a place that I never would have gotten to on my own. And so kind of accepting situations as they, as they arrive and accepting uh, where the role play is naturally starting to go can be a really fun experience within your comfort zone, of course. But I, I think that is, it can be really, really fun. Sort of like going back to the cat person, you know, sort of yes ending them, you know, maybe go to the store and, and buy them like a cat toy and see what what the hell happens when you give it to them or a bowl of yarn at the store or something and see, see what happens. Um. <laughs> I just have this idea of like this cat person's like, all right, how long do they think they're I'm just a cat? But instead right. I'm a person pretending to be a cat as I'm RPing. <laughs> right, right. It's, it's, it's. Anything can happen. <laughs> Absolutely anything. You, you will totally find a cat person if you want to <laughs> long enough. I guarantee it. Eventually it'll be there. Uh, I would say uh, another is like not to limit yourself just because something might not exist dev work wise. So that ball of yarn <laughs> I mentioned might not be for available at the store. It totally doesn't stop you from going to the store and pretending to buy a ball of yarn. <laughs> Um, because people will roll with it. People will accept that you bought that ball of yarn and you have it. And when you, um, there are ways to, uh, 
create kind of text that comes up sort of on your character's chest for just a moment and then it'll mm -hmm. disappear. You could hand you the ball of yarn and they will type it back, grabs the ball of yarn and starts <laughs> playing with it or whatever it is. Mm -hmm. They will they'll do the same thing back and then you're sort of like doing something the devs didn't even think was going to happen because they didn't put it in. <laughs> and and some of the funniest RP situations can come out of that. People just being so creative that it goes beyond the limits of the mods and the things that are on the server and just becomes its totally own wacky thing. I've seen it also used in drama scenes, you know, sort of limited to the way the characters may look. Uh, and so people will um, do that that text prompt to say like, stares you down or things like that and it's like okay all right so i'm getting the emotion that this person wants me to roll with here and so i'd say not just not just limiting yourself to the things that are readily available but really like opening yourself up uh because then you realize the sky's the limit anything could happen uh i would say uh another one i had another one in mind too and now it sort of faded out i think some are kind of more this might be more of a gimme but i think you know really respecting server rules most server rules exist because somebody broke them at some point um so even when there's weird ones it's usually because they had a situation it's sort of like when you see a weird sign like no ducks allowed in the grocery store and it's like why would you need to post that and it's like because it happened yeah <laughs> <laughs> and then sort of that's sort of the vibe with with those servers and, and a lot of times staff will notice the respect of the rules and really really appreciate it it's the best way I think it noticed by other role players and, and also servers. Yeah. And I would say be creative and have fun. That's really what it's all about. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> this has turned into a role playing talk to a uh, self-help guide. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's true. It's so true. Yeah. It, it's, it's very important. I mean, like what being creative, keeping an open mind really helps an individuals grow and to accept other yeah. things, especially like, well, in role playing, you have to like, okay, I have to think of how they're working and how they react and, you know, this back and forth. And in real life, you have to like, maybe the reason they're coming at me like this is because something happened in their real life, you know, like in, yeah. in their day to day that you just don't know. Absolutely. So being more courteous to them, would it benefit you in the long run? Absolutely. Yeah. And I think something that, is commonly said amongst role players is uh, we do this to escape all of the things out there in the real world. You know, this is, it's why you see a lot of servers have rules, no COVID RP on here. Don't role play your character as COVID. Don't pass away from it. There's a lot of people dealing with that in the real world and it doesn't need to be on a place where people are going to kind of escape from all that stuff. And mm -hmm. it's also why they don't have children or pregnancy RP on any server I've ever seen because it just can get to a place where you're bringing those things there. And I think truly at the heart of it is, it is that this kind of escapism and trying to make that in, in a healthy way, this, this ability to kind of relax, step into totally different shoes and just do what feels right for you kind of, kind of in that moment. So that's, that's what I've always thought. I would say my, my last rule, which I think is, to me, the most important because of what I actually said at the top of the show about why I got into RP uh, from the competitive world. And it's such a hard transition for a lot of people because of the way I feel like our brains have become wired around gaming yeah. is to let go of the win-loss mentality. 
that can be very hard. I've found it hard. Even years in, I can find it hard. Taking a major loss in roleplay can be not fun. But it can also be really rewarding with the roleplay that comes out of it. There can be roleplay that comes out of it that is so character developing and so deep and it pushes storylines in a way that can be so enriching to everyone involved that I think getting away from a win-loss kind of mentality really just expands the whole world to you. Letting people rob you, letting yourself be taken hostage because someone wants to rob a bank and wants to negotiate <laughs> with you with the police, you know? Um, it doesn't always have to be like an argumentative, like tense thing. It can kind of be like, let me roll with this. My guy's scared. He's going to go with these guys. Oh, they're robbing a bank. You know, now you get to be a part of that in this kind of interesting role in it. And so, um, and even with the gang RP, which I think becomes the most contentious, if you won every single time, there just would be no story. <laughs> and for other people to experience a win, sometimes you have to lose. For you to experience a win, sometimes other people have to lose. And understanding that ecosystem uh, can really, really make it a lot more fun. And it's role play. Who cares if you lose? <laughs> There's, there is no winning or losing. Right. It's, uh, it's all just storyline. And so, you know, in all the movies and, and the shows that people like, if the good guy just did nothing but win, 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 there would be no movie or show, you know? <laughs> Those moments can be the struggle that your character overcomes. Exactly. That's why having rolling fails and rolling with it is so fun. Yeah. Yeah, I can imagine. I, I'm i so <laughs> curious about how different tabletop is from like kind of what I've been describing. It's got to be so different. Um, you know, we'll definitely have you back after you experienced it, you know? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, I'd love to. That would be so cool. <laughs> then you can listen to this like, wow. Whoa. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm excited for you, but I, I bet it's a similar feeling of like you seeing other RPers like, Hey, I'm gonna start this. Here's my character. Like, I'm guessing this is the same feeling as you have for them. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> truly. I um, the closest I've come is there's a group of um people on my GTA server, um, who call themselves the Guild, <laughs> um, and they own the comic book shop, and they play Dungeons and Dragons and LARP, and that's their whole character base. So they <laughs> they play. <laughs> They play Dungeons and Dragons in GTA. <laughs> so like game within a game kind of stuff. Hell yeah. Um, and there's a way to roll dice in the game. And so they have dice that are all the different increments, yeah. like the 20, the 20 sided and, and all of it. I, I have found my are, people. Yeah, They are the funniest people I have ever met. The LARPers to absolutely kill me. I work with a guy uh, on the server. I work at a pizzeria and one of my coworkers talks to me all day about how he's a paladin and <laughs> is constantly me. that's yeah. me in real life <laughs> it's so great it's i, I love it so much <laughs> he sends my characters pictures of dragons dead behind him <laughs> photoshopped <laughs> and he just the guy who plays him is a genius he's just such a great role player and can just create these incredible moments and it's just so funny to see them they're so 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 funny but I'm excited to experience it for myself. <laughs> oh my goodness. Hell yeah. How is the experience? Do you 
I want to say, do you talk to these people outside of GTA? Do you build relationships and friendships outside? Are they just, are they just GTA friends and that's where they stay? That is, yeah, that's actually a really important aspect because you do eventually become very curious. Who have I been talking with this whole time? <laughs> um, and it's amazing that it, your mind just naturally connects this person with their character. They just are their character to you. And then when you talk to them outside, they might have a totally different voice, totally different, almost always have a totally different personality. And I've always found that so fascinating. And I, I, I can say, you know, some of the best friends I've made have been through role play. You know, we'll start talking outside of role play. And uh, become really close friends. And I think that's the goal, kind of. Almost like actors kind of at the uh, craft table, like, on breaks. <laughs> you know, sort of talking with each other and vibing uh, outside can really enhance the role play in, in cool ways. So I, I have gotten to know some people outside, and it has been awesome. Uh, absolutely awesome. The out-of-character stuff, there's, of course, also people who sometimes don't get along out of character that exists on every server. You, you it's, it's no matter where you go, it, it exists. But I think role players have a good way of like reining that in and really being controlled uh, with that. But I, I've met amazing people, absolutely amazing people through role play. The internet bringing people together in weird ways since before you were born. <laughs> Truly. <laughs> yeah, really. It's so true. Yeah, I met my first internet friend like this like last month in real life. I was no hung way. out with him for two years and finally got to see his family and his kids. And I'm like, wow. <laughs> That's amazing. I got to meet yeah, an really internet fun. friend at a race with her mom. And then I knew her through Instagram. And then now I've magically been integrated in their Facebooks. And like, I just watched their life and we just support each other through the interwebs it's wild that's so amazing that's amazing i i love stuff like that because it's just so 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 cool and it's and it's incredible what distances you'll connect with people i remember in that in that sort of mafia that i was talking about there were people from australia and england and all over the united states and canada and it was just incredible to have this very very diverse group of people from all over we had a few from japan as well <laughs> to just have this very very diverse group of people all committed to the same thing and becoming so close out in character out of character uh and getting to know each other it's an incredible thing that's magic the internet sometimes is magic yeah it could be a yeah. horrible <laughs> ranted place but sometimes yeah, just sometimes true. it can be magic <laughs> it's absolutely true <laughs> <laughs> All right. We've hit our hour mark. Uh, any last questions, Alex? No. Thank you, Eddie, for joining us. I really appreciate you enlightening us about a different aspect of role-playing and just human existence. Yeah. Of course. It was awesome. I really appreciate you guys for having me on. This is a great podcast. <laughs> I really enjoyed it. <laughs> it's going to be wrong. It's going to be wrong. <laughs> <laughs> All right, uh, Eddie. Anything you want to plug? <laughs> um, I'm a tiny horse uh, on Twitch. So if you just look up a tiny horse, it's the little BoJack Horseman looking profile picture. <laughs> um, 
yeah and i hope you enjoy it if you're more curious about the type of role play i do now you can find me there it's very fun you should definitely go check it out dear listener i have watched more than i would ever admit out loud that i was just interested (laughs) um it's very fun uh yes 10 out of 10 Awesome. I'm so glad you liked it. <laughs> I had to because I was interviewing you for something else, too. <laughs> <laughs> We've hit the silly stage. I apologize. <laughs> and thank you, dear listener, for joining us for another episode of Dungeons and Degrees. You can find us on all social medias at Dungeons and the letter and degrees feel free to rate us five stars on whatever podcasting app you listen to us please share out our beautiful wonderful ever-growing podcast to every friend enemy opponent you have if you have a community you are looking out to join another DD community feel free to join us on discord if you're help wants to be monetary we also do have a patreon still there rocking and rolling if you have it in your heart to give small businesses money we would love to take it from you we'll also give you other things in return like extras and you get to hear adrian and Ilis talk about other things and be the things that i cut out of the podcast all the things i it's just it's a 20 hour loop of me singing at the end of every podcast that's it <laughs> that sounds like a deal <laughs> <laughs> one day our last podcast i'm gonna get that perfectly and then that'll be it we'll be done <laughs> all right well thank you all so much for listening my name's adrian and i'm alex and i'm eddie thanks for having me go have some fun <laughs> 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 <laughs>